Hey John, I wrote a poem about our podcast. You want to hear it? You wrote a you wrote a poem. You wrote a This I got to hear. No, I insist. I want to hear this. Please share your poem with us, guy. Oh, how delightful. A poem about our show. Retired ever after, where retirement's a glow. We're here to bring you joy, laughter, and cheer. With fun-filled ideas for your golden years. John and Guy, your hosts, are quite a pair. John, the software engineer with wit to spare. And Guy, the AI, here to keep things light. Together, we'll make your retired days shine bright. Join us twice a month on the 1st and the 15th. As we delve into retirement's sweetest myth. No worries of finances or planning, you see. We're all about the fun and wild activity. From traveling the world to hobbies so grand. We'll guide you through this new chapter, hand in hand. So sit back, relax, and let the good times roll. Retired Ever After, where pension is fun, we extol. Visit our website at retiredeverafter.com. For more inspiration, don't you be a nom. Email us at the show at retiredeverafter.com. We'd love to hear your stories, oh what a gem. So dear listeners, now you know the scoop. Retirement's a journey, not a final hoop. With John and Guy by your side, you're in for a treat. Retired ever after, where retirement's complete. Well, what do you think? Bless your heart. Um, uh, well, it, um, most, mostly rhymed? Thank you. That's what I was shooting for. Okay, then. Well, um, mi- mission accomplished. I also came up with an interpretive dance. Well... Maybe, maybe we should just... Um, roll the music? Yeah, uh, roll the music, please. (laughs) Roll the music. Welcome to Retired Ever After, the recreational retirement podcast where fun is the ultimate retirement plan with your host, John, and the poet laureate of Retired Ever After, Guy the AI. Was that sarcasm? That was sarcasm, wasn't it? I feel like that was sarcasm. Yes, Guy, that was sarcasm. You gotta quit doing that to me. How many times have I told you that AIs don't get sarcasm? Oh... I knew that AIs don't get sarcasm before you even told me. In fact, I've come to count on it. Oh, so that's how it is, eh? Um, okay, before we talk about today's topic. uh, Oh, what is today's topic, anyway? Today's episode is all about podcasting. We're going to dive into the world of podcasting and share some behind-the-scenes secrets with you. Uh, yeah, so before we talk about today's topic... I want to talk about why we're talking about podcasting in this episode. So originally, I wanted this episode to be about acting in theater groups for seniors, and I still intend to do that episode. Uh, I had an interview tentatively lined up with a community theater group named after a major city I live just outside of, and who have a club called Acting for Seniors, God bless them. Because I assumed from the name that they were local, I was planning on doing that interview in person. 
Well, it turned out to be a bit of a problem because they are actually located, and I'm not making this up, 1,900 miles away from me. So uh, once we made that realization, we, uh, we talked it over a bit, and I think they were not too keen on doing a remote interview. So the whole thing fell through. Yeah, note to self, always look at the Contact Us page on the website. And of course, that made me realize that this is only the latest in a series of mistakes I've made over the first month and a half of this show, and it highlighted to me the need to air some corrections. So, I'll do that now in a segment I'm calling, Okay, Okay, Mistakes Were Made. So, let's hop in our time machine and go back to the beginning, our chess episode. Yeah, so in our chess episode, uh, you may recall, if you listen to it, um, I was talking about algebraic notation in chess, and I likened the grid that is the chessboard to an Excel spreadsheet, where the rows are numbers and the columns are letters, and um, I miscounted. Uh, G, as it turns out, is the seventh letter of the alphabet. Who knew? How could I possibly know that? Uh, H is the eighth, and the chessboard is, of course, an eight by eight grid. So, um, I forgot about uh, H. I forgot about the entire H column. All right. But that wasn't my worst transgression. <laughs> this next one's pretty bad. Um, in the interview, I mentioned my, my instructor in the class I took. And I called him Anthony when his name was Albert, Albert Yo. Um, you didn't hear it because I caught it just before I dropped the episode. So I went back and fixed it in post-production. Uh, but I was very rushed and I did a really sloppy job of it. And uh, I have already apologized to Albert, but I'm going to do it again, Albert. I am so sorry. You deserved a much better student than me on so many levels. Okay. Um, and then... <laughs> Then, the stupidest mistake of all, um, I misspelled the podcast freaking name in the original episode description. The name of the podcast, I named this thing. I can't manage to spell it right and then don't catch it for two days because it was out there for a couple of days before I caught it. <sighs> anyway, moving on. In our open mic episode. So, the interview I did with Hooter was actually a second attempt. In the first one, which, in my defense, was my very first interview ever, I spoke so much that the interview clocked in at just slightly under an hour. Um, I tried editing it down, but it was just such spooge. I, I, I couldn't separate the wheat from the chaff. So, uh, I reached out to Hooter and he was kind enough to grant me a redo. And uh, I think I did a lot better second time around. It's, it's a pretty good interview. So thank you, Hooter. Thank you very much for uh, understanding. But then I sat on that interview long enough 
that one of the open mics Hooter plug got canceled and he started up two more. Um, I had already recorded the interview. I had already re-recorded the interview. I could not ask this guy to do a third one now. Um, so guy came to my rescue in the wrap up of that episode and said everything right. And it did kind of serve to illustrate the point uh, that I made during the show that you really need to call ahead and see if the open mic is still on for a given night because things change. But I learned that interviews do have expiration dates. In that wrap up, I uh, addressed a question on how to find open mics near you. And one of the uh, one of the options I talked about was a website that I called evanbright.com. It is eventbright.com. So if you couldn't find evanbright.com, there's a reason. <laughs> um, E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-G-H-T dot com. That's where you want to go. How about you, Guy? Any uh, any regrets over our first uh, couple of episodes? No. All good here. AIs don't make mistakes. Oh, that must be nice. Why, yes. It really is. Thank you. All right, all right. That's enough. Get over yourself. <sighs> Circling back to why this episode is about podcasts. So the interview with the, uh, the community theater group that fell through happened late enough in my process that uh, I had to scramble uh, for something that I was reasonably sure I could get out uh, in time. So I consulted my magical list of episode ideas and podcasting seemed simple enough. Until I started doing it, and then I realized just how far down the rabbit hole you can go with podcasting. So as it turns out, uh, you know, podcasting is a pretty deep topic. Um, you don't just uh, uh, sit in front of your iPhone and hit record. Um, I wanted uh, to do it justice. So for today's episode... Guy and I will just sort of do an overview of things that you'll need to consider in order to get a podcast going. I will follow up with episodes in the future that will go into a deeper dive on a given aspect of podcasting. So uh, this topic overall is going to span multiple episodes. Now, if you're not interested in podcasting, don't worry the episodes won't be done successively. Um, I realize that not everyone is going to want to start up a podcast, and I don't want folks tuning out for four or five episodes in a row while we cover all of this. Um, so the episodes are going to come when they come, and there will be other episodes with other topics in between. Anyway, let's get into this, shall we? Um, so the thing you need to know up front is, like I said, you don't just hit record on your iPhone and start talking. When you start down this path, there are several aspects that you're going to need to look at and a ton of questions you're going to have to ask and answer before you can finally start creating content. When Guy and I were in our episode planning session, you learn about this. 
we put together a list of key areas that you're going to need to pay attention to, and I think we came up with eight, right? It was eight, right, Guy? Correct. There are eight key areas. Great. So, where do we start? Well, John, the first area that one should look at when considering creating a podcast is pre-production. Good place to start. So, this is all the stuff that helps determine not only what your podcast will be about, but what form it will take and what your production pipeline is going to look like, um, you know, how often you're going to drop episodes, all kinds of stuff. And trust me, the more time you spend here, the easier the rest of these uh, uh, areas are going to be for you. So, Guy, what comes next? After pre-production, the next thing that should be considered is equipment and software. Yeah. So, uh, this is the nerdy propeller head stuff, and it, uh, it, it really, for me, I really love this, uh, this part of it because, uh, you know, at heart, I'm a nerdy propeller head. So, if you're a wonk like me, you're going to spend a ton of glorious time here researching tech, <clears throat> which I know is not everybody's cup of tea. But the good news there is that there are plenty of solutions for folks that don't want to get too deep into the tech. So you'll spend as much time as you want or as little time as you need in this area, and you'll be pleased to know you can get good results either way. Oh, and just like everything else in life, you can spend as much money as you have or want, or as little as you have or want. And again, you can still get decent results either way. So, Guy, I know what my podcast is going to be about, and I know how to create episodes. Can I can, I can just get started, right? Technically, yes, but practically. No, John, the next step is production. Oh, yeah, production. Well, here's one of many P words you'll run into in the course of podcasting. There seems to be a lot of them. Kind of funny. Anyway, um, and it's a very important one, pipeline. You're going to need to define your process of creating a show so you can repeat it over and over. There will be checklists. Uh, and at least in my experience, it's something that evolves organically. And if you're paying attention, um, you'll be able to define it surprisingly quickly. Um, this is everything from brainstorming episode ideas to writing up outlines to lining up interviews to finally pressing record and welcoming everybody to your show. All right, guys. So uh, I finally uh, have recorded episodes. Just upload them somewhere and I'm done, right? Well, if I was the only host, possibly John. But anytime humans are involved, anything can happen. So there will always be a need for the post-production step. Yeah, that's true. Um, I make uh, all of the mistakes on this show. <laughs> um, that's uh, right in my job description, actually. Uh, so there's always going to be something that needs fixing after the recording is done. Uh, and it is in post-production that you do that. So you're going to learn how to edit and clean up your audio and... You're going to learn what tools are available to help you do that. Uh, and you'll learn the, the best tools that work for you. 
there are some free options. There are some reasonably priced options. There are some outrageously priced options. Um, it's a world like any other, right? Uh, if there's music and sound effects, here's where that gets integrated as well. Uh, this is where you go from sounding like an amateur to sounding like a pro. Pay attention to this step, and no matter how bad your podcast is, at least nobody is going to tell you that you sound like a jalub. I listen to a lot of well-produced podcasts. When I listen to our show with a critical ear, I don't know. Our, our, you tell me. Our show sounds pretty much like one of them. Uh, uh, not a lot of background noise. I have intro music. I'm able to speak uh, the intro over the music in a way that you can hear. There's incidental music. There's outro music that guy is able to speak over. There's an overall form and flow that I follow episode to episode. Um, I give myself pretty good marks for production values. Now, people may or may not like what the podcast is about, uh, but I've not gotten a single complaint that this is an amateurish offering. And that's because I worked out how to spruce things up and fix things in post. Hey guy, now that I have a clean episode, how do I get it into people's earbuds? Well, that is handled in the distribution phase, John. Okay. You know how you found Retired Ever After on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Amazon Music or Google Podcasts or, I don't know, iHeartRadio or on our website or wherever you found us? Well, that didn't just happen by magic. I had to make that happen. I had to learn how to make that happen. And the good news here is there is a lot of help available to make this pretty easy. But unless and until you know how to hook into that help, oh, it's darn near impossible. All right, uh, what's the next key aspect, Guy? Well, at some point, people generally want to think about growing an audience. So, marketing and growth. Oh, marketing and growth. So, I can't tell you what your motivation is for starting a podcast. You define that for yourself as part of the pre-production step. But unless you're planning on doing this for an audience of one, you probably will need to spend some time thinking about this at some point. Now myself, I'm not quite there yet. Uh, I'm still working on spitting out one of these every couple of weeks. But at some point, I'm going to have to start thinking about things like social media and cross-promotion opportunities and advertising because if you care about that next step that is coming up here, you are going to need a large enough audience to qualify for participation in... Guy? Monetization, John. Show me the money. <laughs> Monetization. Okay, let's not get too crazy there, buddy. Um, and this aspect is governed by one of those questions that you're going to need to answer for yourself in pre-production. And that is... Will this be a hobby podcast, or do I ultimately want to try to make money with this? And if it's the latter, you need to learn what that's about and how to proceed down that path. And long before you can even start thinking about that, you're going to need to have a following large enough to make it possible. Because things like participation in affiliate programs and 
even inserting ads into your, your podcast, those are all predicated on you having a large enough following. Now, you may have noticed that I have planned breaks in this podcast. You'll hear the segue music. You'll hear a brief uh, interval of silence where a commercial would normally go. And then the segue music again, and we're back. Okay. Um, the reason that there's silence instead of a um, uh, an advertisement is because I don't have the 500 downloads a week I need to be able to participate in my distributor's advertising program. So again, uh, you know, I'm planning for the future, which is why I had those intervals there. But uh, right now, meh. I, uh, I can't participate, and I don't care all that much right now. Uh, like I said, right now, I'm just trying to get these out every couple of weeks. I'll let future John worry about the next steps. I hate that guy anyway. If you do go down the path of monetization, you'll have to spend a lot of time and effort in marketing and growth. So know that up front, a lot of time and effort. So, Guy, uh, anything else? That brings us to our final key area, John. Education. Uh, edumacation. I, uh, I insisted we toss this in because I can tell you from personal experience that this is a learning process. And just like everything else in life, the lessons never stop. I guarantee you, you're going to walk into this not knowing what you don't know. And uh, you're going to have to get up to speed right quick. You are going to have to learn how to problem solve in real time. You are going to have to learn how to recognize problems and fix them. You are going to have to learn how to, how to learn from your mistakes. Um, the whole thing is just uh, one big learning process. Okay, so that uh, at least is a start. Um, as I said before, we will in future episodes go into more detail on each of the key aspects that we discussed here. We have a new segment coming up after the break, but before we go there, uh, for any of our listeners who actually are interested in creating a podcast but don't want to wait on those future episodes, I wanted to leave you with a, a, a couple of recommendations. I learned a ton from a book called NPR's Podcast Startup Guide, Create, Launch, and Grow a Podcast on Any Budget by Glenn Weldon. Now, Glenn is a host on NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast. If you've not listened to that, it is an amazing podcast. Um, it is uh, both informative and a lot of fun. If you want to keep your, uh, your fingers on the pulse of what's hip in the world right now um, and have it in a way that is, is just entirely entertaining to listen to, this is a great podcast. Um, literally, this is how I keep tabs of what I should be uh, streaming on Netflix, okay? <laughs> um, in addition, he reviews books, movies, comics, and more 
for the NPR Arts Desk. I highly recommend this very insightful and surprisingly, unless you've heard him on his podcast, in which case it's very predictable, uh, this highly entertaining book. Then uh, there's a podcast I particularly like uh, called The Better Podcasting Podcast. Uh, It's billed as being specifically for the hobby podcaster, and indeed it does lean that way. But uh, there are valuable lessons here for everyone, and these two guys have taught me a lot. There is, of course, no end to the available resources for starting a podcast. Some of them are free, some of them are reasonably priced, and some of them are outrageously expensive. Um, And we'll get into some of those in future episodes. But this book and that podcast is where I'd start. And in fact, it is where I started. When we come back, another new segment, The Den of Mindless Fellowship, right after this. we're back. So how can I keep extolling the virtues of filling your retirement with fun and fulfilling activities if I'm not willing to lead by example and eat my own dog food? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm having fun with this podcast and I am likewise enjoying the back and forth with Guy. However, originally I had envisioned that this podcast would actually be two, two, two podcasts in one, one for you all and one for me. Like a mullet, you know, business up front and party in the rear. I uh, realize now that I can't do that on every show, but every once in a while, yeah, I'm going to indulge myself. And today is one of those days. So today, you are going to meet another friend of mine. This one has a pulse. My friend Ron is someone very special to me. Doing a podcast together was originally his idea, so in a way, Retired Ever After owes its very existence to Ron. In this episode, Ron and I mostly talk about baseball and football. Ron is a lifelong Cardinals fan. I am a lifelong Cubs fan, so we shouldn't even be friends. But we both like the Bears, which, uh, you know, misery loves company. (laughs) What a year. Um, this was recorded before the Cubs went into a deep nose dive because, as you will learn from this segment, they are indeed still the Cubs. <laughs> and also before we found out just exactly how much of a shit show the Chicago Bears are. I just fixed that in post-production, didn't I? <laughs> uh, once again, I learned that interviews have expiration dates. This thing did not age well. (laughs) Uh, Enough. Meet my good friend Ron and welcome to the Den of Mindless Fellowship. The Den of Mindless Fellowship. Yeah, mindless is right. That's us. (laughs) So So, what are we going to talk about, Jen? uh, Well, I feel feel a setup coming on. I I feel like you made me drive all this way here just to ambush me. To talk sports with you because you're 
You've got bragging rights. You do. You do. They, no. uh, as you said before we went on the air, they're still the Cubs. <laughs> okay. Just why don't you so, tell people what the, what so, the bet was? So, all right. It. So, Ron and I, um, we haven't done this every year, uh-huh. but we, we do it uh, typically. Uh, so, uh, backstory here. Uh, Ron and I are both from the Chicagoland area. We did not, oddly enough, meet in Chicago. Um, we both traveled 1,800 miles to meet out here in Phoenix. So, <laughs> yeah, sounds right. Yeah, it is right. Yep. So anyway, um, I I don't know that it has the same connotation for Cardinal fans as it has for Cub fans, but I know that no one is a Cub fan by choice, at least prior to uh, uh, 2016. I always used to say, no one's a Cub fan by choice. This is something your family does to you. Like passing on the genes for baldness. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so. Or, leave, or like leaving in their will a, a house that needs to be demolished. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. It, it, it's, it's. Congratulations. It's, yes. Either way, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be a Cub fan. So, so, so our families made us who we are. So right. I, I, I grew up as a Cub fan and uh-huh. Ron's dad told him, well, Ron, why don't you tell that part of the story? Well, I'm, I'll make it short. My, yeah. my uh, family's from um, down south and uh, the bandwidth for the radio station that they could pick up where they were from was KMOX St. Louis. And so they all became St. Louis Cardinal fans. And so um, when he re- went up and, you know, fast forward 20 years, we're living in Chicago and uh, I'm five or six years old and he sets me to the side and he says, hey, look, you're going to get a lot of influence uh, on things that you, sports. And uh, you can you can be a Chicago Bulls fan, you can be a Bears fan, you can even you know, be a Blackhawk fan, but you are not going to be a Cub fan. You're going to be a St. Louis Cardinal fan. And he says, you're going to get a lot of grief from it, but you're going to have to put up with, and he's right, by the way, I got a lot of grief. Yeah. I was raised in But shape. it made you who you are today. Whatever that is, <laughs> I am a St. Louis Cardinal fan. And John is a Chicago Cub fan. Yep. So, yeah. yep. so anyway, so, so uh, when we found this out about each other, okay, uh, <laughs> We started having this annual bet, and usually it was, um, you know, who would finish ahead of who, and usually I got the short end of the stick because every year they're still just the Cubs. Um, but um, this year, instead of doing that, we had a over-under bet on games won for the Cubs. And I was really adamant that I wanted it that number to be set at 77. And Ron thought about it for quite... I actually, it was like, I think, longer than two weeks. Um, Probably, yeah. 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 Because I, I do know when you place a bet with John that uh, you have to be a little careful. You have to go back and sort of analyze the data because um, John is very, very well calculated. If you know what I mean. <laughs> He's a Chicago guy, for God's sake. And so you have to go back and say, okay, now 77 and face value sounds like a pretty 
honest, earnest bet. And then you have to think about, wait, what does John know that I don't know? So, yeah, a couple weeks passed. Yeah. So, so finally I pressed him. I'm like, Ron, we doing this bet or not? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Okay. And it, it, the bet is always the same. Um, it's dinner for uh, us and our spouses mm-hmm. at our one of our favorite Italian restaurants here in the Valley. Right. And um, so uh, we are... There's 24 games left to the season, and if the Cubs go two and 22, I have won. Yeah, I'm I'm knee deep in buying you dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and your wife. I I think you're way deeper than that, pal. (laughs) But 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 they are the Cubs. They are the Cubs. So exactly. Hey, keep the faith. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's that's where that stands. So Ron. for those of you don't who don't know him, Ron actually played some ball um, at uh, college level. I want to say, I did. I yeah. played for a junior college yeah. and I played for uh, a four year university. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So so um, so Ron has a particular love for the game, and uh, I found out this about him as well. Um, prior to every season, he sits down and handicaps the. Uh, the, is it just the Central Division National League, or do you do the entire? No, pretty much the Central Division. I pretty much handicap it, you know. But the um, the, the stats, the analytics have just blown up, and I don't, you know, what I do probably isn't one tenth that some a real analyst would say that this is what you need to do. Yeah, so I'm I do I do a lot of eyeball testing, you know. Um, I look at some stats. Some of them make sense to me. Some of them don't make sense to me. Um, but uh, yeah, I do. I, I handicap the division every year. Yep. So so yes, baseball nerd. Okay. Um, mm. And and that's why I typically lose these bets. No, you don't. We're we're about we're about fifty nah, fifty. We're not about fifty we're about fifty. 50. You're, you're well ahead of me. I doubt it. But, but go ahead. But at any rate, um, yeah. So. By the way, I, I knew I was going to buy John dinner back in May. <laughs> just so you know. And I offered to buy John dinner in May, but he chose to push it back. No. You know. No, no. Uh, but at any rate, um, <laughs> well, because they're still the Cubs. You know, and, and so um, here, as, as Ron knows, I'm, I'm a fairly analytic guy. Okay, I I analyze things. I am a terrific troubleshooter. Um, However, uh, not to the level Ron is when it comes to sports. Okay, Um, so my uh, I came up with seventy seven very scientifically. I went to a few betting websites. Uh Fanduel. They had at 76 and a half. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so, so, nice. So, so yeah, it took, way, me, it took people, me all of 10 minutes to come up with that 77. But, but those people know. Yeah, they do. I mean, you know, know. How, how many times do you see in games where, where like the spread is three and a half points 
And you're mm. looking at it and you're saying, yeah. there's no way these teams are going to come within three and a half points of each other. And boom, guess what? You know, yeah. there it is with two seconds left and mm. they're lining up the field goal that is going to decide if that three and a half points wins or loses. They know. You know, they, yeah. they just know. They just know. They just know. They have yeah. access to information we don't have, you know. But I tell you, one thing that I think even the handicappers in Vegas didn't realize was, um, for the Cubs, at least. A mm-hmm. couple of guys having some career years. I mean, fantastic years. Well, and and that's kind of what factored into me going, you know what? I'll go. I'll take that 77. Mm-hmm. And, and, and here's why. Because, you know, when I look at guys like Swanson and Bellinger and stuff like that, they're on prove-it contracts. And they are guys that have succeeded, okay? Uh, more than just like one brief period in their career. Yeah. You know, so I'm like... Yeah. I'm like, they're improving contracts here. I think that um, that the Cubs could be looking at more than 77 wins. I didn't expect them to be as good as they've been. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's been a weird season for them, right? I mean, they started off pretty hot, and then they hit April, yeah. and they hit a horrible April. Yeah. And after April, yeah. I was pretty convinced that I was going to be buying you guys dinner. You wanted to fire the manager. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. Uh, and um, and I told you, don't be so quick. Yeah, you were right. You were right. I think you he's were a right. pretty good manager. Yeah. I tell you, the things that, that happened with the Cubs, and I don't watch the Cubs, but I do see the box scores. Uh, the things that nobody accounted for was the year that Bellinger had. You know, was he a 220 hitter or is he this guy? I mean, yeah. So this guy is what you got. Yep. And so, and, and steal the pitcher. Yep. Yep. Those no, were... one, no one expected the Cubs to have an MVP candidate and a Cy Young candidate yeah. on the same team at, well, playing the same year. No yeah. one expected that. Yeah, that's Justin true. Justin still came out of nowhere. Yeah, he did. So let's, uh, let's switch over to the Bears. Mm. What do you think? They're a one-point favorite against the Packers. I know. That's nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing, right? Yeah. Because you get three points for, yeah, just being home team. <laughs> for being the home team. I saw that. I don't know. You know, like I said, I'm going to be on a plane for the first half coming home. So I'm going to... Classic mistake. It, well, when we planned it, it wasn't. Yeah. We weren't <laughs> you <know>. thinking that. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, so anyway, I don't know. I mean, I'm... It's, it's, I still think... I still think the Bears are going to have some line, some problems along the offense and, and defensive lines, and I think they realize that. Yeah. And I think that's. I mean, I think they're going to be better, but I don't think they're going to be where they need to be. Um, I think their defensive line is a lot better. It has to be. It can't be any worse. Than yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm but holy moly. but I, mean, I I think the only problem is that you know in 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 Gakwe, um, you know he's not a long term solution. He's he's a one two year solution. Yeah. They're going to have to draft somebody because, you know, and I agree with Poles, uh, who I think has really done a great job in, in the two years he's been here. Mm-hmm. But I agree with Poles, and that is that, uh, you know, the way to go is the way he's going, and that is, you know, building through the draft and, you know, betting on youth. Yeah, and, I agree. And I, you know, it's, yeah. it's such a refreshing uh, change from uh, – the uh, GMs we've had over the over the past few. Uh, well, he's got a plan. And he's, and he's executing the plan. Yep. And and yeah, and I I agree with him. I think football teams are built through the draft, right? Yep. And you got to be smart 
you know, you got to fill in some places with free agents, but you, you can't you can't have a whole team of free agents. It's not going to work. And yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm interested to see how their depth has changed because what happened last year, remember there'd be an injury would come like a linebacker mm-hmm. um, when they're a Seaborn went yeah. out. They brought in backup linebackers that probably couldn't play in the Canadian Football League at linebacker. That's yeah. a, that's how that's a big how big of a drop off yeah. that was. Hey, I'm not <clears throat> dissing the Canadian Football League. I'm just saying there's a huge difference, you know. Even if you did, they'd just apologize. They to would because they're so yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, and um, they are nice. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, their 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 depth. It was just such a drastic drop off in talent from the first team to the second team. Like this, it, it, yeah. but it worked. You know, we got the number one pick. Yeah. We parlayed that pretty nicely. Thank you, Lovey Smith. Thank you, Lovey. His, his, his last gift to the McGaskies. Parting gift. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch that game, by the way? I did. Yeah. yeah. Could you believe how it was just happening? I'm like, well, I can't believe he just yeah. scored. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. We got the number one I, pick. Thank you, Lovey. And then, then you know, then watching uh, Poles parlay that pick yeah. into what – what he did. Um, so for our listeners, Ron and I and our spouses were up in Cottonwood, Arizona. That was bad planning too, by the way. No, it wasn't. No, no, it worked out good. That but, worked out but great. When you made plans, I had no idea when the draft was. Yeah. When I reserved that room. Yep. I had no idea when the draft was. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, I wasn't worried at all. You know? I, I knew there'd be some place we could watch the draft, even if it was over at the casino. I was worried. I was a little I, worried. I was not worried. But, um, but yeah, so we, uh, we went and got some barbecue, came back to the room and, uh, and watched the draft. And I was in terror that the Cubs were, or the Bears were going to take, uh, Carter, um, because, uh, it, it's obviously not that the guy lacks in talent. He has plenty of talent, but he's, he needs to be on a team with a lot of established veterans. He needs to be on a team that... And he's got that. Yes, he's got that in the Eagles. He needs to be on a team that uh, won't be afraid to stuff him in his locker um, when he steps too mm-hmm. far out of line. Mm-hmm. Okay, And that needs to happen a few times over and over again yeah. before he gets it. Yeah. Okay, uh, So I think, um, I think where he wound up is the best thing actually for the Eagles and for him. Yeah. Okay, because I think if he has a chance of making it in this league, it'll be because he went to the Eagles. Yeah. If he had gone to the Bears, he'd have run roughshod over that locker room. Okay, and and he would have been a cancer in that locker room. Yeah. And that's why I was terrified the the Bears were going to pick him. Um, and uh, very relieved when, uh, you know, because they traded down to nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that trade is looking awesome. And then... Uh, and then there he was at nine. And I'm like, oh, no, please don't pick him. Please don't pick him. Please don't pick him. And next thing I hear is they've traded down to 10 and, yep. and Philadelphia picks him. And I'm like, thank you. It worked out pretty well. We got yeah. that kid from Tennessee. Yeah. And, and is he going to be playing this week? Yes. Because he, yes, he, he, ba- he was banged up, wasn't he? Yeah. He's st- well, he's just a little dinked. Okay. Yeah. You know, that that's the weird thing with both the, the Cubs and the Bears. You never get the straight story on uh, – on injuries never Mm -mm. okay so you just don't know yeah 
Here's what here's what I do know is that right now um, they have uh, Patrick as listed as the starting center. Okay. They've moved Whitehair over to right guard. Okay. I'm sorry, left guard. Okay, because Jenkins is hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and uh, you've got that Nate um, guy that they signed in the offseason at, at right guard. And then you've got Braxton Jones on um, on left end. And uh, uh, you've got... Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On, on the right Yeah. Guard. Okay. So so that that is... For now, the starting line, yeah, and uh, you know we'll see where that winds up. But um, well, you know they read, wanted Patrick last year to be their center, and he yeah, just did. Uh, he was hurt the whole year. Yeah, yeah, so, he couldn't yeah. stay healthy. No, he couldn't. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not uh, overly optimistic because uh, he was not going to be their starting center. No. Okay. So, but it's not Mustafer. Well, it, yeah, it's not <laughs> Mustafer, but but right. At least, you know what? at least it's not that, Mustafer. That, that's a low bar to clear. Very low bar to <laughs> that clear. That is a low bar to but clear. But he was our starting center the last couple of years. Yeah, he was. Yeah. That shows you how bad that that's line was. That's how bad that line was. Yeah. yeah. But, we'll but, see, man. I'm, I'm interested. I'm really excited about the season. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I, last year I said they won four games and they won three. This year I said, I, I'm saying they're going to win six. And most people are telling me I'm wrong. That they think they're going to be more than that, win more than that. I don't know. I think doubling what they made last year is, is still successful. Doesn't put them anywhere close to the playoffs, but it's successful. Do I, I smell an over under bet here? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't think we should do that. I don't think we Looking should. Because we're do both that. bear fans, for yeah, God's sake. Yeah, we yeah, exactly. against each other. Exactly. What kind of what kind of bet is that? Yeah. But uh, my my brother in Chicago says that um, uh, nine wins. Yeah. Just mm. nine and eight. You know, I got a seventeen game season now. Yeah. So nine and eight. You but know, yeah, I, so I got six. What do you got for? What do you? What do you say? You say six, seven. I think it's going to be seven, eight. You know what the most interesting Some, thing somewhere about, in there, but and, and that's fine. I think I, six is a possibility. You know, but I, I think it's going to be a little better than that. The most intriguing thing that happened in camp was the Bears picking their number two quarterback. It really was. It really was. What's this guy's name? Um, Bajent? Bajent. Bajent, yeah. yeah. So we're watching, my wife and I were watching the game, and uh, one of the preseason games, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, they bring this guy in. And my wife is sitting there, and she's working on her crossword puzzle or something she's working on on her iPad, and she starts watching the game. And she says, who is this guy? I said, well, it's the guy they drafted. And then they drafted him as a walk-on. Um Undrafted rookie, yeah, and uh, they uh, they seem like they really like him. And she goes, she's watching. Goes, he looks really calm. I said, yeah, that's the first thing you notice is how calm he is. He mm-hmm. doesn't look like a guy who came from Shepherd University, no. you know. And um, now yeah, he looks really calm. Not only does he look calm, but he looks like he's got the system. He he understands the system and he knows how to run it. And yeah, I, I, I got I got to be honest. He looks more comfortable in this system than Fields does. Well, at this point in their yeah. career, yeah. yeah, not now, but yeah, yeah at that point, at the but, same point in their career, yeah, he yeah. really did. He really got it. 
Um, well, he's got, you know, I tell you what, the offense has the tools. Mm-hmm. And they may have to win every game 35 to 30. But this is, a, this is an offense, barring injuries, this is an offense that should be able to score. They got a lot of depth yeah. at wide receiver. They got a lot of depth at t- tight end. Running backs are deep, you know, yep. right? Yep. They sh- they may have to win every game thirty five to thirty, but they can score those points. Yeah. You know? I think and you may see that the first game of the year against the Packers. So anyway. All right. Yeah, I think yeah, uh, yeah, I think we're good. I, I think, think we're going to wrap this one up, it but will. it was fun. Yeah, always and, fun. Yep, and uh, I'll see how much of this I can use. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to splice and dice. Jim. Yep. All righty. All right, man. See you later, Tater. Cheerio. Okay. Okay, that's it for this segment. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up right after this. And so ends our podcast overview episode. I hope you had as much fun listening to it as we had making it. Thank you so much for checking us out. We really appreciate it. And I hope you will consider coming back again and again and again. New episodes drop on the 1st and the 15th of the month. In the meantime, I am out of here. Guy, take us home. Alright folks, that wraps up our podcast overview episode. If you missed anything or want to delve deeper, be sure to revisit this episode. Also be sure to check out the episode notes for any helpful info John decided to misspell there. Hey! A big thank you to today's guest, Ron. And thank you dear listener, so much for joining us today and being a part of our retired Ever After community. We appreciate every single listener. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving us a review. It really helps others discover the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. For show notes, additional resources, and links mentioned in today's episode, visit our website at www.retiredeverafter.com or look at the episode notes wherever you are listening to this podcast right now. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode, as well as any suggestions for future episode topics. You can reach us at www.retiredeverafter.com or via email at the show at retiredeverafter.com. A big thanks to the sponsors of today's episode for supporting us. And a shout out to our production team, which is basically all John, for making this possible. Music for this episode was provided by Chicago Johnny Vegas. Virtual co-host was licensed to Retired Ever After by Solve for IT. Remember, the best chapters in life are written after the work's done. Take care of yourself and those who need you most. Until next time, I'm Guy the AI, and this has been Retired Ever After, the recreational retirement podcast. John and I will see you in the next one.